Welcome to She Said That Out Loud, a place where we have inspiring conversations about life experience and the concerns we face today. Please join me on my other social media platform on YouTube at She Said That Out Loud. Thank you for listening. So Ryan had uh, reached out to me because in our morning meetup, um, someone had mentioned that um, she related the pain of her hair to church hurt. And I had, because uh, she started a hairline business and, okay. you know, she just felt like the way she, the whatever experiences that she had, she related it to church hurt. And so he thought I was the one who made, mentioned that. So he reached out mm-hmm. to me. He was like, hey, can I talk to you? Because there's no way that I could have heard someone say that and, and just let it pass me by. I have mm-hmm. to know what the story is. I have to uh, understand your perspective because I like hearing stuff like that. And I was just thrown off. I was like, you took the time to reach mm-hmm. out. And I said, and it wasn't even me. It was this other person. He was like, well, yeah. why did God lead me to you? <laughs> I said, well, I got a podcast so we can the talk Lord about knows. this. <laughs> the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The Lord knows. So I said, well, you know what? Let's do a podcast and talk about church hurt. Mm-hmm. Because um, a lot of people do experience church hurt. A lot of it is swept up under the rug. And there's a lot of people um they're they're hurting and they Mm -hmm. need some place to go and they think it's church but then they go to church and they're hurt by the church because Mm -hmm. they're not living Mm -hmm. up to either the expectations of what christians should be doing or they're being judged on their lifestyle or how they wear their clothes or hair or whatever because you know for a fact you come in there with a short skirt on at one of them Baptist churches, one of them old ladies is going to be Holding like, this church. They're going to find a, a sheet of something to throw on you. Uh-huh. So um, I wanted to have a discussion on that. Has, has anybody um, on this call experienced church hurt or known somebody who's experienced church hurt? And how can we um, help resolve that, that issue? You can go ahead. Ladies first. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, because we were born and raised in the church, Amy and Ryan, I'm sure you've been in church for years. Um, there, are, of course, there's going to be some hurts that people experience. I think on, I think a couple of years ago, my little uh, Facebook, we did a couple of series on, on church hurt and the people said so much stuff. I mean, they can be offended for one reason or another, and they will hold that offense, and that will keep them out of church for years because of that one offense. So there's something that's embedded in people that if you get hurt at the church, it's to the 10th degree. Somebody didn't greet you. you the usher the didn't sit you in the right spot. I mean, any little offense, it could be little to us, but big to that person. They'll hold on to that offense until Jesus releases them (laughs) or somebody releases them versus if they're at work, they get an offense, they'll swallow it. Mm. They'll find a way to cope with it because they are doing it because they need the money. They're doing it because of one reason or another. And what I was, what I pose is if, if you would allow an offense 
to keep you out of the church, something happened to Amy's screen, but if you would allow an offense that happens in the church to keep you out of the church, but if you go to work and you get offended, you swallow it and keep on going, what, what, I mean, how do you weigh this? The standards are so skewed. The expectations, like you said, are so skewed for the church people to, I guess, in this pretend world, because we all know that offenses will come. You will be offended. So just strap up your bootstraps, tighten up your seatbelt, because <laughs> rest assured, you will be offended. Whether it be at work, church, at the grocery store, trying to run at the park, offenses will come. Trying to get your exercise on, you're going to be offended. So one thing that we can do to uh, help people to uh, overcome, I see somebody coming in the house, Amy, <laughs> help people to get over or get through this church hurt is to change your perspective and your expectations. So you just need to go ahead and accept that so that when it does happen, then you, you have the ability to uh, have some tools that you can cope with it so that you won't let that church hurt overwhelm you. And you getting distracted. <laughs> okay, so going back to what that church hurt to distract you. So Robin, mm -hmm. you say expectations. How can someone mm -hmm. change their expectation? Lower your expectations when it comes to church uh, personalities, or or and I'm not saying you should lower them to the level where uh, you should just expect anybody to walk over you or do it. No, 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 no. But when we come to church, we have this some kind of false sense of uh, everything to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect or I'm out of this joint. I'm out of here. And I don't think we should have that because if nobody is perfect. So when it comes to church hurt, they try to put this emphasis on this like it's the church has hurt me. Oh, the church has done. The church didn't hurt you. You just had an expectation that was not met. Did look at him clapping. <laughs> you had an expectation that was not met. You got disappointed. You got frustrated. Now let's talk about it. I think, look at something happened to Amy, but we have to talk about it so that we can move forward and not allow that hurt to cause us to leave God, leave the church and wash our hands. Do you understand what I'm saying, Ryan? Oh man, that is wonderfully and eloquently <laughs> said. Oh my God. Like we can end the call right there. Like, oh, stop it. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Ah, that's amazing. Well, well, that's just a little piece, little piece of the puzzle because people get offended so much in the church. And then once they get to that level, they just say, I'm never coming back. It takes a lot of counseling, a lot of exchange to get them to come back to the church after they say they are offended. Well, you as a praise and worship leader and a leader at the church, you've even had your own experiences with someone or not just someone, lots of people throughout mm -hmm. the years getting offended about something that you did that you didn't even know you did. Right. And then you had to clear that up and they still had this chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. Most often what I found out is if we if they can verbalize that they've been hurt, if they can actually get to the level where they can say you know what, you hurt me, you offended me, then, then we can fix it. 
it can be fixed if you can get to the level just to say something. Just tell me. If I offended you, if I didn't greet you, if I didn't say nothing, a lot of people get offended about greeting for some reason. I didn't even think nothing about it. If somebody, she didn't, she walked right past me and she didn't say hi. Amy, that's big. That's huge. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even see you. I was probably looking at my, my uh, phone. I don't know. And then I say, you know what? I am so sorry. If I offended you in any way, it was not intentional. So if I can get you to the level where you can come to me and say something, we can fix it. And then that'll be squashed just like that. That's what I've, that's what my experiences have been. Well, and there's some people who end up going straight to the pastor and they don't even go to you. They go straight to the pastor to complain. Well, they're out of order. (laughs) They are out of order. You got to come to me first and let me try to fix it. That's what the scriptures say. You come, if I offend you, you come to me. If I'm still not listening, then you bring us some help and some support. If we can't fix it, then we can elevate it. But no, you need to come to me first so I can tell you, oh, I didn't even think nothing of that. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they should have some kind of classes on how to um, deal with people in the church because I do agree that um, I mean, I've even had my own experiences where the ushers have just been nasty. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't even know what I have been through <laughs> during this day. And you, you get on here, you know what I mean? It's like, and we're all adults here. <laughs> you know, they need to have some customer service training or something like that because they come in yeah. there and I'd be questioning like, where is your head at? Like, what happened to you before church service? See, I don't, I know Ryan want to get in get in on this conversation. Join but, in, um, join in, Ryan. What is your what are your thoughts? After yeah, Robin, say something. Well, let me say this little line, and then I'm gonna sit back and cross my arms and listen. But <laughs> but um, Amy, I believe that the our Caucasian brothers and sisters, our multi. Uh, denominational or non-denominational they have training they train their ushers they know how to they know what they want the expectations are and they know how to move it's some of those other smaller churches where anybody just volunteer and they just stand at the door they can have a bad attitude a bad a bad disposition and that's the first thing people see they didn't get training but i think a lot of the bigger churches they are definitely training those ushers on how to treat the people, how to treat the guests. But it's some of those other ones that just have any volunteers to do anything. They just need help. That's what I think. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I think wow. that exists. That's... Yes, Robin, you said a mouthful <laughs> and you're so right. I agree with everything you said 100%. Okay. 100%. Um, now my take, uh, first question you asked was, has either one of us been hurt in the church? So for me, I would say no. I would say yes. So, um, so words, the way things were said to me, yes, bothered me. Um, but it didn't make me want to leave the church. Um, but yes, I have, you know, had my, you know, feelings hurt at times or whatnot. So just to be transparent and whatnot. However, um, but never really like, oh, so deep that I just can't go. I'm not going back to that church kind of thing. No, absolutely not. Because again, these people whom I serve under and serve with are not God. That's number one. 
And so my pastor, he always, he always says to him, he said, there's no such thing as church hurting. He said, and if you do find yourself hurting the church because you have swapped roles, you have put people in God's place mm-hmm. and you have taken God out of his place and put him in people's place. And you're, you're expecting, as you said, I mean, you're expecting these, un, these unfair expectations. You're expecting people to act like God 24 seven, all that, mm-hmm. and, to act, and, and for God to act like people. And that's just not going to work. God is God, people are people. We are all made in the image and the likeness of our father, but we're being, the Bible says that we are, he is perfecting those things that concern us every, every single day. And so none of us are, have been perfected mm-hmm. to where we have arrived to the fullest of maturity to where we will never hurt anyone, we will never bother anyone or, 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 the, or the like. And so um, I, again, and, and Amina, you hit on it. You said, I think it was you that said that, you said, um, we always say church hurt, but people get hurt at work Mm-hmm. People get their feelings hurt at work when they don't get that promotion. When when somebody of a different color, you feel like, oh, they racist. Oh, they don't like me because I'm black. You know, but you still go get that check, right? Mm-hmm. And there's people that go to clubs. Let's keep it real. They'll go to clubs, their favorite club, um, and they 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 want to dance and do all that, and then fight break out. They at that same club that following weekend mm-hmm. again. A fight could break out. A shootout could take place. That don't stop them. I don't care. That wasn't me. I mm-hmm. I, had, I, I ran. I, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so, um, the, like she said, the grocery store, wherever we go, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be hurts. There's going to be pains. People are going to offend us. Um, I live in the state of Georgia. And so, yes, there are prejudiced people here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Fayetteville, Georgia um, is one of the places that have some racism there because, and I know it to be so because I experienced it. I was driving, minding my own business, and I just happened to look in the car next to me to white people. They looked at me and they had this look on me for like, what are you doing over here? Why are you over here? And I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I just like, why, where's the love? Like, why are you, I'm, I know I'm black. Yeah, but I'm not a bad person. Like, mm-hmm. why are you looking at me? Like I just took your dog virginity or something. Like, like I just did something <laughs> crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I mean, that was the look though. Like wow. I literally did something that you just want to kill me like over. And so um, that was one instance and then um, another instance, I went into a restaurant. I work, I do Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And so um, I go pick up at restaurants. I was in Fayetteville one time and I, I went in there. I had my Laker jersey on. I had my Laker hat on. And so when I went to ask, you know, tell them the name on the order that I'm picking up for, I just scan in the room because I always, I'm not, a, you know, uh, I'm not a person that don't pay attention to their surroundings. Like I love to look around, see what's around mm-hmm. me and whatnot. And so I just saw all eyes on me. All these white people looking at me. I was like, Oh my God, did y'all? So, but again, the point is like, we're gonna get this everywhere we go. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not even just the Georgia thing. It's Florida, it's California, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are people and they have their own perceptions of how they believe life is and how life is supposed to be. And so back to the church, um, I've been in church all my life. Um, I was born and raised in a church, mm-hmm. right? Born and raised in church. I've always loved church. Um, Short story, my mother, uh, she was pregnant with me, and while being pregnant with me, she was filled with the Holy Ghost, right? She tells the story all the time. Um, she says that when she was pregnant with me, she was filled with the Holy Ghost. She started speaking in tongues and things of that nature. And um, when I was born, um, I was born, obviously, into the church. And when I was two years old, I started to play the drums because I was so interested in the drums. I was like, oh, my God, like, it was just so intriguing. I love how they played mm-hmm. and just did all that. And at two years old, as you can imagine, two years old, I'm not tall. So you can imagine I'm sitting on the seat, but I can't reach the foot pedal. 
-hmm. but I was doing these drum roll. I was doing everything I saw them doing that the drummer, other drummers doing. And so that was a gift from God. And so even after that, um, I started playing and then I started growing and I started getting really good. And then I had took, took the interest in playing piano. And so without a lesson, I started playing what I heard. Mm -hmm. I, I literally played what I heard and God has given me the gift where um, I, I have perfect pitch. I literally, you can sing, uh, Lady Robin can sing a song right now and I can tell her what key she's singing it without wow. a keyboard being in front of me. And, and that's something that God has given me. And so I have come to love God's church. I come to love God because he gave me that gift. I didn't do anything good to get that gift. I didn't do no merits, no nothing. He just mm -hmm. gave them to me. And um, again, when I was, when my mom was pregnant with me, that's, you know, I was filled. And so um, I didn't do no major crazy stuff in my life. Yes, I was disobedient in ways and, you know, acted up in school, you know, the normal uh, mischievous child, child, childish things mm -hmm. and whatnot. But for the most part, man, I was a church goer. I was a mm -hmm. God believer. Like it just, it did not stop. And even to this present, like this is the first time in my life that before I started playing at this church, I play on Sundays, that when the pandemic took place and we couldn't go to church, that was my first, I was like, this is something new to me now. I'm not used to mm -hmm. not going to church. <laughs> like literally since my sisters, I never missed a beat. I didn't mm -hmm. say, oh, I don't feel like going to church today. Even I was, man, I mean, this is a true story. I think it was maybe 2010, 2009, 2010, here in Atlanta, Georgia. I, like now, as my mind go back, that could have been a coronavirus then. We didn't know it. Like, I was sick as a dog. I literally thought I was going to die. But because I was a musician in my church, I did not miss church. Wow. I will say that again. I did not stay home. <laughs> I went to church. And it was just Bible class. It wasn't even a Sunday morning service. It was Bible class. Mm -hmm. But in our Bible class, you know, we have worship. And then we, you know, a song or whatnot, and then we get into the word, right? Mm -hmm. And because we're a prophetic ministry, that word can lead into laying on of hands, speaking in tongues, and, you know, casting demons. Like, it's all that goes mm -hmm. on in my church, right? And so, even so, long story short, I was sick as a dog. My pastor came and laid his hand on He started just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. I had a high fever. I don't remember what my fever was. My fever was, it was sky high. Like, I was super duper hot. And so, but I, my point is, that didn't even stop me. So mm -hmm. you can imagine this coronavirus, all this stuff that's going on. Like it didn't, like, no, I love church. I love God. We are, I'm on lives. I'm, I'm, we, we do our Zooms, uh, my pastor, we do Zoom. We do stream, we do all that. We do virtual um, services and everything. And then now God is blessing open the door. So uh, oh God, did I hit? Um, I was wondering when the church would come play for us. And I was running by my pastor to make sure he's good with that because of all scanning and stuff like that. And so he's like, oh yeah, go ahead. You know, we're not opening yet. You know, go ahead and, and, and be a blessing and whatnot. So I was grateful with that. So um, I never was hurt to the point to where I just did not want, I don't want to go to church no more because I'm just so hurt. But I had, yes, I've had some disappointments. I've had some things said that I did not like. Um, even in leadership, things were said and whatnot. But I still honor leadership because that's what the word of God says. We still supposed to honor mm -hmm. our leaders. They it, And even in the book of Hebrews, it says, slaves obey your slave masters. Now, I'm not saying this as if, you know, my pastor is my slave. We're not, we don't have that type mentality. But Jesus was painting a picture. The word was painting a picture that sometimes our leaders are not, they're not, they're not perfect, right? Um, they're going to say and do things that we don't like. However, it's not up to us to just lash back out on them and, you know, cuss at them and all this other crazy, like we still have to honor them and we have to allow God to deal with them in their heart. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people, oh no, I wish I wish a pastor would tell me off. I just walk out and leave, or I just tell him about it, you know, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that is just not the way of God. And so um church hurt, I just um for me, I don't first of all, I don't judge people when they say church hurt. I don't know nah, what you mean, church. You ain't like I am a defender of the church because that is the bride of Christ. At the end of the day, the church is still essential and the church is still the bride of Christ. Christ said he's coming back to a church without spot or blemish, without spot or wrinkle. So you can go ahead and talk about God's Jesus church if you want to. Talk about his bride if you want to. If you if Jesus is anything like me, which he's greater than me, of course, but see me, I, I ain't gonna let nobody talk about my wife. I love my wife. She could be wrong as two left shoes and all outdoors, but you can't talk about it, right? And so, because that's my queen, that's my baby, mm -hmm. that's my wife. You can't talk about her. I can talk about her. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. say, baby, you know, whatever, but you can't do it because you, you're not me. And I believe that's how Jesus is. The church is jacked up in a whole bunch of ways, but you mm -hmm. can't tell Jesus about, hey, yeah, that church, you know, they supposed to be perfect. They supposed to be this. Be careful because you, every, every idle word, the Bible says is going to be given account when Jesus, when Christ come back. And I know Christ, if he didn't love his church, he wouldn't die for it. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. If Christ <laughs> did not love his church, he would not have given his life up for that church. Mm -hmm. Likewise, husbands, husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved the church and gave his life up for her, right? And the church mm -hmm. is, 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 is pictured as a woman, as a bride, the bride of Christ. And so um, I don't agree with everything that goes on in church. But I dare not put my mouth and say, yeah, the church, nah, man, the church ain't, the church ain't what it's supposed to be, da, 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 and say all kind of evil things. Absolutely not. That is still Christ's bride at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And so I'll say this, and, I'll, and that'll be it. There are people that I know of, for sure, and then there are people that I personally know that have been hurt in the church, and I would say it is genuine um, hurt. That's not the word I'm looking for, but um, it is definitely a church because they were molested by mm -hmm. leaders, by pastors, mm -hmm. uh, molested by people in the church that should never have ever even had the thought to mm. do these type of things. But again, it goes back to these are human beings. You got the pastor, you got the bishop, you got the prophets, you got all these wonderful people in the church. They are all human. Everybody mm -hmm. was human before they had a title. And I'm sure mm -hmm. Ms., uh, Sister Robbie can attest to this. Before she came, became a praise and worship leader, before she became a preacher of the woman of God, um, of God's gospel, she was still a human being. Mm -hmm. So that means she's allowed mistakes. I can't expect Robin to do it. If, if her and I go to church together and, and she just, she do praise and worship wonderfully. And then, you know, she, she go to a club or she do this or she do that. I can't judge her for whatever she does. That's between her and God. I'm not putting her, I'm not expecting her. Yes, of course, in, 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 in reality, those that we look up to when it comes to worship, when it comes to the yeah. preaching of the gospel, we want y'all to live the best life you can because we 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 looking at y'all and we're not looking at y'all to judge, but we're looking at y'all to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm taking your word because I want to be better myself. I want to be the best version of myself. So I'm looking to you as the next person closest to God for you to be in the mouthpiece of God. I'm looking at you to say, hey, I, I need you to give me the word, but I also need you to live the life that you preach because we mm -hmm. can't preach one thing and do something entirely different. We can't say holiness is right, but then we want to be, be, excuse me, a hoe all over the place. We want to sleep all over the place. <laughs> we want to sleep with this one, never. No, you can't do that. And then get up mm -hmm. on Sunday morning, the Lord say you can't sleep with nobody. The Lord say fornication is wrong. But then you go home and you do that. The devil is like, we cannot do that. And that's mm -hmm. some of the things that is, 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 is church hurt. I understand when people come 
and they experience these things, they don't just leave right off. They stay for months and they say, man, it's not getting better because pastor said, don't do this, but I see pastor doing that. Just, just mm-hmm. that, that same exact thing he said not to do. He's doing exactly that. So all in all, long story short, again, these people are allowed mistakes. And then I will say this, in the book of Judah, it talks about um, the pe- men that crept in underwear. Not everybody in a church is a kingdom uh, person or, or, or kingdom-minded person, should I say. There's a difference between a church goer and a kingdom-minded person. A kingdom-minded person is going to follow the same things that Christ did. The love, the, the helping, the helping of the, the homeless, the loving on the people, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what's going on, you still love. Those are kingdom-minded people. But you got church goers that go because they're made to go. You got church church goers that go because they want to see what sister so-and-so got off. Yeah, I see all her Brazil. Her, Brazil, her, her, her chest is all hanging out like she, what's she doing? <laughs> you got people literally that go to church and to, to make a mockery of somebody else that can't wait to go home. Girl, child, did you see so-and-so? It's not about mm-hmm. that. It's not supposed to be about that. <laughs> but then you have people that are kingdom-minded. I would consider myself kingdom-minded because I love everybody. Can you turn that off for me? I love everybody. I look, that's my baked potatoes going off, but I, I, I couldn't get up in the middle of something. Uh, I lose track. It's okay, that's my wife. Um, so yeah, so um, we, can't, we can't do that. Like, you know, the church we, is essential. The body of Christ, the people in there, the, the, the kingdom people are all about saving souls, about mm-hmm. uh, fruit, about winning souls. Well, this, this mm-hmm. is the main thing that we're supposed to do in this pandemic. If I don't know about y'all, but I've been reaching out to people that I haven't talked to years. Hey, everything good? You know, I know that, you know, we had a little beef. We had a little this, but hey, I'm just letting you know, I have no issue. I love you and I have no, this is what God wants us to do. We're supposed to make sure that we leave this world on no man. That's not just financial. That's not just bills, but you can't, you can't be in a situation where you ain't talked to someone, somebody that hurt you 20 years and you still got that issue in your heart. You think God mm-hmm. gonna let you in the kingdom? Absolutely not. In the kingdom of God, there is no, no, no strife. There is no bitterness. There is no anger. There's no rage. None of that is exists in the kingdom of God, which we're going to experience the fullness of that when he comes back. So for me, I'm kingdom-minded. I'm kingdom-minded. And we need kingdom-minded people in the church of Christ. That is the true bride of Christ. Those mm-hmm. that are kingdom-minded say, hey, I understand that you're not perfect. I understand that you got a fallen issue. But look, we in this together. We got to iron sharpening iron. Accountability, we got to keep each other accountable. When I see my sister fall, hey, sis, you know, I, I, I noticed that you, you, you ain't been on the prayer line in three weeks. What's going on? You okay? You know, not, look, mm-hmm. see, she ain't been on the prayer line, but she be the first one that, like, we get attitude so quick sometimes in a church. We should mm-hmm. not do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, God wants us to mature to the place to where we ask questions first before we jump, before we jump to conclusions. Even the Bible says that. The Bible says it's better to hear a matter first than we, you know, begin to judge. And both sides of the matter, because you know, one time, you know, a lot of times what we do is we'll hear one part, one part of the story. Somebody say, "Oh yeah, they did this, they did that." Okay, but what did you do, right? Mm-hmm. You're not telling me what you did. What did you? Because we don't know. There's two sides of the story, really three sides. There's that person's side, the other person's side, and there's God's side. You know, God's side is always the right side. You know, he he's never biased. He's never wrong. He's always right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I hope I didn't talk too much, y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you know what? You made a lot of great points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there were so many points. Robin, mm-hmm. you take it from here. There was just, I got to digest <laughs> all that information. I know, right? Well, one thing, one thing. No, no, I, that uh, was good. Everything mm-hmm. you said was yeah, on was good. point. 
Yeah, one Thank thing you. I want to expound on is he said that so somebody, some people crept in unaware. The Bible says the wheat and the tare must grow together, and he'll yes. do the the separating. So when you you have to be aware, of, just like you said, inside the church there's some wheats and then there's some tares that look like wheat, but they're not right. wheat. <laughs> right. They resemble wheat, you know. They act like wheat, but they're not wheat. So you may encounter somebody in the church who does not exemplify Christ. And you have to understand that up front because I think I told the story of uh, one time this woman testified that, um, cause you know, I go to a predominantly African church. My husband's from Liberia. And um, the woman testified that she went to the church with one agenda. Her whole agenda was to sleep with every man in the church. That was her assignment. Oh and she completed wow. her assignment, except she didn't get the pastor. She got all the men except for the pastor. So one day she went in and she said, I will come to testify. And she said, my assignment is complete here. I slept with every man in here except for the pastor. Remember I told you, Amy, that testimony? And I was like, oh my God, see, People come with their different agendas. She had her agenda. We had our agenda. You know, everybody have their own reason as to why they've come into church. And we, we try to pretend as if we all are saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, demon-bashing, uh, walking on scorpions and... <laughs> Right. We wanna rabasata rabaha. We wanna all do that all stuff. that. <laughs> oh, my hands are blessed. Touch my hand. We wanna do all of that. I thought you was gonna sing. In the reality, sing here, something right sing. now. No, I thought you was gonna sing something. You know, no. throwing a little tune. You can tell no. you what tune, what note you got, what note you singing. No, but um, but we wanna pretend. As if we all are in this thing together, but we got to remember the reason why people uh, label it as church hurt is because they were in the church when it happened. That's all they're trying to say. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. To say that's what they're is, trying to say. And the people that were molested and the people that who were raped by men and women of God, I mean, though they have legitimate, legitimate. Yes. That's the word I was looking for, legitimate. Yes, they have legitimate reasons why they don't want to step foot in the church. And right. it's going to require a lot to get them because now they, their whole vision of church and God is all screwed up, you know. Yeah. So um, that's going to require some prayer and some fasting. And some therapy. Ooh. And some yes. therapy. Yes, yes, all of it. All of it put together. So, yes. But one thing that we can rest assured that the church is marching on. COVID, yep. no COVID. The church will stand, says the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. And so we know the church is marching on. And so I know uh, a lot of people think that it's the end of the church. Oh, no, no, no. We just getting started here. Yep. And I think, Amy, you were the one who said, well, the church need to rise to the occasion. <laughs> oh, it's time to rise for the occasion. It's time wow. to rise. It's time now, church. To wow. to actually implement, uh, live and implement what we've been preaching about all these years. It's time now to say, you know what? You better be the light of the world. You better have some. You 
better bring some joy. You better bring some peace because so many people are so devastated because they didn't lost their mama and their daddy to COVID. I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner. I told you guys, I see this. I didn't lost two. Uh, I didn't lost the, the son and the mama two weeks apart because of COVID. Now, I know Donald Trump don't want us to say that. He want to act like and pretend this everything is okay. But, but people are dying and this is the time now for the church to say, you know what? I know you hurt, but there, I know a man. Hey, you said hey. you was able. Ah, I know a man who has never lost a cake. <laughs> never. I recommend Jesus. Then, you know, this is our opportunity now, church. This is our chance that when people are going through the storm and the rain to say, you know what? There is light at the end of this tunnel. There is still hope for tomorrow. Now, we don't know who, what's going to happen tomorrow, but we know who holds tomorrow. This is our yes. opportunity to rise yeah. and can shine. I, can I say Go something right quick? Go ahead. You said it's time for the church to rise. Mm -hmm. That message was preached by our executive pastor this morning. Wow. Not even 12 hours. I don't think he was even 12 hours ago. Wow. He literally, that was, he preached from the story of the um, damsel. Uh, when Jesus told the damsel to rise, get up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He preached. He, the topic of his message was arise. Wow! But and and the way he the way and it was so profound. The way he explained it was, he said, "I purposely left out damsel. I just said arise." He said because when you look at the word damsel, the word damsel means an unmarried woman. Mm -hmm. And in the body of Christ, you don't just have all unmarried women. And so his audience of who he was preaching to, mm -hmm. all of us, all of us are not unmarried women. So it made sense why he left out them. He said, no, arise, arise out of your situation, arise out of your pain, arise, arise out of everything that's been balling you down, every mm -hmm. challenge, every bondage, everything. And I was like, wow. So that's just confirmation. What you just yes. said, he preached that this morning or it's wow. time to arise. To like, God be wow. the glory. Confirmation. Man. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes that was confirmation can you see yeah. me still yes, can yes see oh okay um i'm getting a warning that we only have like three minutes left and oh, oh no. my goodness i know it was just getting started we're gonna have to continue this conversation or have some more conversations yeah. on this topic because yeah. i think we these are things that we need to be talking about a lot of people want to sweep church business under the rug but mm -hmm. we need to talk about this stuff out loud yes, yes. for sure i for um sure. i um i have on thursday nights it's called trending topic thursdays on facebook i stream it on facebook um and basically the topic is mental health plus mental help equals a sound mind my pastor mm -hmm. gave me that my apostle he gave me that he, gave, mm. he said, he said, you can use it as an equation, like a math equation, like a math problem. Mental mm. health plus mental help equals a sober mind. And we've been dealing with mental health because that's oh, another God. thing, sisters. We've been, like you said, sweeping stuff under the rug mentally. These, these people that's been raped in church, they mentally are not there. And nobody is reaching out and saying, hey, are you okay? And, and, and we internalize things. When we going through things, not even just in the church, on our Analyze it, and we don't say nothing to nobody. As one, that's one of the most damaging and one of the most dangerous things we could ever do. God mm -hmm. never meant for us to internalize it. Like that's why we have professional counsel, as you said, sis. That's why we have people in professionals that that psychiatrist that can say, hey, you know, you could talk to and, and get it out. And so I, I want you guys to tune in this coming Thursday at 8:30 p.m. Um, on on Trinity Topic Thursdays on live, on Facebook Live. I will be talking. I have a guest, the pastor lady that I preach 
preach that I play for on Sunday. She's mm -hmm. going to be my guest and we're going to be talking about mental health. And I'm inviting y'all, please watch on, if you're not busy, I'll be, if you're in Vegas, that's 5.30 y'all time, 8.30 oh, okay. here. So. Okay. Yeah, definitely. What's your Facebook um, um, name? Ryan Ruffner. Okay, Ryan Ruffner. Okay, okay, so we'll I'll look that up. So yes, I love this conversation. We need to have more of these conversations. My sister and I, we've yes. been talking about mental health. Uh, yes. When did we start talking about mental health? When Tamar- it's been, about, it's been about two, three months. Yeah, when Tamar uh, had her um, episode, her issue. Mm -hmm. And we and we do believe that mental health and, 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 and related to church, it needs to be talked about. So yes, sure. we will be joining you. Okay, I just, um, yes. I just sent the link to the chat. Oh okay. oh, okay. All right, perfect. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. Any last words, Robin or Ryan? Oh, no, I've just enjoyed myself. You know, anytime it's, we have get an opportunity to discuss anything of dealing with the things of God, I get excited. I got to calm yeah. myself down so that I won't get ahead of myself. Ooh. But um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time with you guys. I enjoyed it. I'll look forward to the next uh, time we get to get to, we'll get together and I'll be trying to uh, log on your uh, Facebook live as well. Cause we are all into mental health. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And for me, I God bless you all. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and a privilege to be on talking about church hurt and these topics. And so, um, the church is essential. I know Donald Trump may not think so, but the church <laughs> is essential. We need the church. Um, the, the, the casting out of demons, the, the healing of bodies, things of that nature, like this COVID stuff. Like I, I, my dad passed away uh, in August on August 27th, but it wasn't from COVID, but that was one, that probably was the one thing this year that really got me. But mm -hmm. 2020 has been amazing for me. Other than that, it has been amazing. God has opened yes. so many doors and blessed. And so um, the church man is needed. Um, yes. Stay tuned for the next episode of She Said That Out Loud. Please subscribe.